Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Here we are then, Dave. Wednesday morning. How are you? All right. Yeah, fine. Yeah, good. Right, good. Okay, great. I, I like to discover how I'm feeling as I'm saying it. I don't really have, I never have a, a pre-prepared message for how I am when people ask. And I like to, I mean, how am I? Uh, but yeah, like, you know what I mean? Just sort of. It's like, how are you is one of the most pointless questions in the history of mankind. Because, especially during lockdown. Well, a, especially during lockdown, but even even out of lockdown, has you, have you ever really honestly said anything apart from, yeah, I'm all right, how are you? Well, I, all, all I can tell you is there was a guy at uni who used to actually tell us how he was. And I, I still, I, I still shudder to think of those moments. Hey Ben, how are you? Oh, shit, I said his name. Hey Ben, how are you? Ben Davis. Oh no. And uh, oh well, actually, you know, I've just done this thing, and suddenly you're like, oh, that's the next half an hour of my life gone. You know. Yeah, but to be fair, in his defence, you did ask. I did ask, mate. I did ask, but it's a, it's a rhetorical non-question, man. I'm exactly I'm trying to make conversation. I don't want to actually know how you actually are. Maybe we need to come up with a, a, a sort of alternative that isn't a question. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's what. T- good morning. G- good day to you. Tipping a hat. That's what all that stuff is. Yeah, but you can't. You can't just say good morning to someone, can you? Like you can't walk into. Say, if we worked in an office together, you can't just be like good morning. What's the we- What's the weirdest salutation to give to someone as you go past them? Then, which which is a technically a salutation. What's the weirdest kind of good day to you? Good day is a good one, isn't it? Good day to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. As you walk past someone, I think that's fine because you can just do that thing where you don't stop, and that's all right. It's when you're in a situation like. You know, you meet at a, an event or you, you know, whatever the thing is. Oh, hello. Oh, my God, Dave, stop what you're doing. I've stopped. You're not going to believe who's on the line. Holy shit bags. I can hear her breathing. Can you it's just, me. It's, there you go. Well, I didn't want to eavesdrop, but equally you, you sounded like you were having, you know, a heart to heart and I didn't want to interrupt. So I just sort of. Yeah, we were actually, Catherine. It was pretty big. I was asking him if he... Because Dave often yawns when I'm talking on the podcast. And um, I have to ask him if he's bored or tired. So, yeah. Which is it, Dave? At uh, this morning, tired, very much tired. Yeah, I think just it will be tired for the next 10 to 15 minutes. Well, when you uh, yawn, it actually means your brain's not getting enough oxygen. So, uh oh, in these troubling times. Yeah, I mean, that is definitely the story of my lockdown, isn't it? I think lots of yawning, lots of oxygen. Guys, Catherine Ryan's on the show. Welcome to Cabin Fever. Catherine Ryan, how on earth are you? Hey, Tom. I'm really well. I'm excited to talk to you. I just did live. Sky News and that's that's daunting so you know this feels like I'm glad to see you or you know hear you and I wanted to ask you how you feel about Wilfred. Have you already covered this? Yeah, we did this a few weeks ago on an episode. Oh, okay. I, I feel. I thought um, about you straight away. I thought about yeah. you straight away. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, it's it's been. I'm not going to lie to you. It's been a tough few weeks. We're oh. wondering if we can change it, but it's a bit late. He has now he has now wilfified since I last saw you. He's now a wilf. 
good, yeah. So we're finding some some freedom there, but yeah, it's been a tough few weeks, man. Um, Do you know the age gap is decent? And I know a little boy who was called Wilf, christened Wilfred, and he is now renamed himself Tiffany Foxlips, and he's he's decided he's a little germ, uh, a ginger kitten. He's he's been (laughs) Tiffany Foxlips for about a year, and he'll only respond if you say Tiffany Foxlips, and he goes. So. Oh my God, that's I'm, I'm so getting well into that Tiffany Fox lips. That's amazing. He, this is the best kid, you know. Yeah. That kid sounds way better than my kid. I He's, don't want to question your parenting, Tom, but why didn't you think of that immediately? I don't know. <laughs> Tiffany Fox lips. Wow. And also, if you've got that, you guarantee you're going to get yourself a, a Twitter handle with your actual name on it, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no Tiffany Fox lips at 032 there, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. That's not a problem. Um, yeah, so uh, actually, do you know what, Catherine? We were just talking about what is the best salutation. I mean, this is the sort of chat we have here on Cabin Fever. And I promise you, we will talk about, you know, the important stuff and why you're here in a second. Okay. But but um, we were talking about, you know, do you say like, because we're running out of non-versation, the little tiny, hi there, when you walk past someone you know, and how are you? And you don't really tell someone how you actually are. What what is your go to what is your go to high and how do you keep conversation to an absolute minimum when you bump into people? I don't do small talk and I'm not British, so I'll come straight in with I'm on my period. <laughs> Great, right, 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 right. Before someone's even said how are you? Oh yeah. I mean oh, yeah. because then if they're in, they're absolutely in. And then if they're just an acquaintance, they've run off like soon yeah. after. You see, yeah. that is a that is a good tactic. That is a good way of keeping your local acquaintances to a minimum. Then you just got you just therefore the the wheat you're separating the wheat from the chaff, aren't you? You're just keeping the best people. Separating the wheat from the chaff. Yeah. That's yes. That's you know, I think you guys, you British people, God bless you, but you're bogged down by a politeness, and I just think you could really do without it. You've got to mm. cut the wheat from the shaft. Is the new motto? <laughs> it was once keep con and carry on, and now <laughs> cut the wheat from the shaft. Let's let's yeah, let's leave, leave the shaft out of this. Um, all right, good, fine. Well, now we know. If you have, if you ever bump into Catherine Ryan, there's a good chance she's gonna. Uh, to, what, I won't what? even be on my period. I just say that. Just I was going to say, is that just a sort of month round salutation? Doesn't matter when, yeah. <laughs> I have diarrhea, is another good one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely leaking. Um, so, uh, Catherine, what is going on with you? Are, th- now, we've been talking a lot during uh, Cabin Fever about, um, about well, we sort of touch on food, don't we, Dave? We touch on the fact that you're, you're a fan of the delivery, Dave Cribb. Yeah. Like oh, you? I mean, yeah. I mean, I have done more cooking in since I've. I've been alive, I think, during lockdown because you sort of have to, don't you? Otherwise, you'd go mad. Yeah. But um, the thing that's missing is having food with other people. But hey, Catherine Ryan's got a solution to all that. Tell us, please, about having food with other people. What can we do? Oh, yeah. Friday, May 22nd, 8 p.m., table for one million. We are doing, along with Gusto, a live virtual dinner party with a bunch of spicy celebrity guests. Nick Grimshaw is the host. Paloma Faith will be there. David Hay, myself. And we're all going to cook a meal. We'll do a little rate my plate. We're going to glam up and the whole nation can get involved. Book a seat at this table, comment, and it's really interactive. You can You can be involved in the dinner party. That's amazing. A, 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 um, a table for one million. But how's this working? So is this all going to be on social media? Is there going to be some kind of hashtag going on here? Yes, we're going to stream the video live. So you go to table41million.com and book your seat ASAP. Right. Um, and then you watch along with the live feed and you don't have to worry about the camera being on you. So you can watch it in your pants if you like. But you comment. We're going to read a bunch of comments and follow 
you know everyone being involved okay so so what is your go-to dish then what's the what's the food plan for this friday well, it is a surprise, but I think with Gusto, it's really good because they send you everything that you need. There's so little food waste, the exact ingredients that you need to make restaurant food at home. Mm. So I've got a few recipes I've got my eye on, but I don't want to give too much away because it is competitive. I'm doing rate my plate and I don't want Nick Grimshaw to get any, right. any leg up on this competition. I mean, do you want some advice from me and Dave? Dave, we, we're pretty good culinarily, aren't we? We can step up here. That's yeah, what I'm here uh, for. yeah. What's going? What's, what's your first top tip cooking wise, Tom? Because my well, well, first top tip cooking wise, um, I'm going to have to say, um, if you put a little bit less on the plate, it looks a bit special. Do you know what I mean? Because that's what really high end restaurants do. So even if it's beans on toast, if you get a tiny bit of toast and cut it into a circle, you can sort of say if it's if it's if you put two layers of toast and it looks a bit fatter, you can say it's soda bread. Because let's be honest, soda bread's just fat bread. Right. And and put, and put like three beans on it three bit means on it and people go oh you know what i mean you're poor That's- children <laughs> yeah, that- yeah. <laughs> on, on a lot of levels but this mainly you want to do just a nickel of rye with one solitary bean <laughs> yeah exactly go go minimal that's the way to do it and people will be impressed by that so that's my first tip off the blocks that's great just, advice tom yeah, you're welcome you're welcome i'm just reveling in the fact that it's called gusto i, I just i used to get the gusto boxes for bloody month and I love them but I've been calling it Gausto for my entire life and that is <laughs> I'm absolutely shell-shocked to that you know when just you find out a word is just not pronounced how you thought it was well welcome to the jungle I don't pronounce anything right in this country like I can't even pronounce my husband's name so I got a husband because I was tired of taking the bins out the patriarchy finally has won and um, his name is Bobby and every time I say it or he says it because he's Canadian people write it B-A-R-B-I-E they think we're saying Barbie but his name's Bobby but we say Bobby but you guys say Bobby so now anytime I say his name I have to use an accent or else people think his name is Barbie how is your British accent getting on? Because we, I mean, you know, when did we first gig together, Catherine? Like, t- it's going to be 10 plus years ago. 10, yeah, plus. And how long had you been here then when you... When- I mean, I came sort of January 2008, a little bit before I was visiting. So, I mean, mm-hmm, yeah, I, I started gigging, but I was never, like, hot on the gigs. I wasn't gigging every single weekend. I was dabbling. Yeah, a light dabble, nothing wrong with that. Um, but how is your British accent after all this time here? Do you can, can you wheel out a British accent or are you keeping that to yourself? Oh no, my British accent's sweet. So like my best one is Essex, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Because I love Gemma Collins and I think I'm absolutely gorgeous as well. No, that I kind of lost it for a second there. Um, that was good. And then, like, I used to do Cheryl Cole, and all you have to do for that is be like, hey, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, my and, God. This is brilliant. Keep them coming. Um, I, when I'm making fun of my daughter, I can do a little bit posh as well, but it's not that good because I don't really hang out with posh people. So does, does your daughter have a British accent then? Because obviously she's grown up here. She, of course, does. Like, it's really weird for me that people are surprised by her accent. My dad's Irish-Irish, and I grew up in Canada, so I don't have an Irish accent. I mean, you just have the accent of where you were born every single time, unless, I guess, you stay in, like, a small community where you speak a different language. You just acclimatize. Like, the kids don't want to be like their parents. They want to be like everyone at school. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. My son's getting what he's getting well, proper North London now. He's like, that. Dad, can I, can I play on the iPad? 
It's very tricky. <laughs> well, that'll set him aside from the other Wilfred, to be fair. That is true. That is true. The Wilfred thing, what I'm worried about with the Wilfred thing is that there's going to be a whole rash of Tory supporting uh, Wilfred namers that are going to come through the ranks. Do you know what I mean? So everyone's going to see Bozo's done it and be like, oh, Boris, I love you so much. And I'm going to call my son Wilfred. So in about, do you know what I mean? In a couple of years' time, there's just going to be a whole glut of Wilfred babies. But you're right, Catherine. By then, Wilfred will be like 10. It'll be fine. Right. And people have started naming their children Violet. And that was a really unusual name when I named my daughter. But who cares? She's 11. And I have to say, give credit where credit is due. I'm not a huge Bojo fan. I love the name Wilfred. I think he's nailed it. It's annoying if you're not a massive Boris fan, which I'm probably, it's fair to say I'm not. It's annoying when you realise you've got similar tastes in, in names. That's quite upsetting. Well, I mean, it wasn't his first choice. It was like his eighth or ninth choice. He's got <laughs> enough kids by now. <laughs> exactly. You've been through 10 boy names by that stage anyway. Um, so how is lockdown going for you, please? Are you are you one of these people uh, who's actually secretly quite enjoying it or you are openly quite enjoying it? I'm openly enjoying it. I, I've been hostile towards the elderly for some time already. No, I, <laughs> I'm upset that, you know, people are suffering. Of course, I don't yeah. want that to happen, but I can't complain because I live, live in a very happy home. Uh, uh, my family are nice to me. I've already moved an ocean away from the extended family. So now there are just more resources to connect with them online. Yeah. At Table for One Million on Friday, you know. There you go. Are you going to get your family involved in Table for One Million as well? Can you get them on that? You bet. Okay. Okay. So good. So give us a list of those celebrities who are doing it again, please. So you've got yourself, you've got Grimshaw. Mm-hmm. Paloma Faith. Mm-hmm. And heavyweight champion David Hay. David Hayes is going to be like stripped back chicken, isn't he? Because he's a boxing superstar. That's what all the um, wholemeal pasta and yeah, exactly. plain chicken. Yeah. I think he might be a vegan or he was. I mean, mm. I, I don't know. My stepdad is a vegan and he's really, really muscular because he's also like Amish and he built my mother's house with his bare hands. What? Why is that an Amish thing? Why do the Amish have to do that? What's going on the, there, please? The show-offs. <laughs> Just, they're just serious, very serious DIYists. They make <laughs> DIY into a religion. That is the Amish thing, isn't it? They, they, everything's stripped back to its very basic sort of stuff, and they just literally build their homes with their own hands. It's amazing. It's good in a pandemic because they know how to grow their own food and fix their own things, and they don't, they don't need anyone to come to the house and do a pedicure. You know, they're yeah. sorted. Yeah, that's true. But they're not killing plants. I'm killing all my plants. Like I got yeah. plants. I got plants at the start of lockdown and they're really all waning now because I've just never done it. I thought, oh, this is a bigger thing to do in lockdown. Well, it turns out murdering plants isn't a great thing to do in lockdown, but I'm, I'm, I'll keep trying. Well, no, if you are murdering plants, that makes you a vegan, to be fair. That is what the veganists do. <laughs> yeah. They're plant killers, mate. You're full on vegan. Have you, Dave, you won't, Dave, so, so Catherine, Dave spent about, what was it, 300 quid? 400 pounds, actually. 400 pounds. <laughs> Pounds on plants. Marijuana. Yeah, that's why you're burning it. You're burning all the plants. But like big plants. We're talking like sort of tree vibes. Yeah. Um, And a couple of them are uh, unkillable. And guess what? Haven't killed them yet. So that on that level... I'm pretty proud, but some of the other ones are uh, wilting and drooping. Apparently, you can overwater plants. Who knew? As well as underwatering them. It's a real minefield. I'm amazed anyone can keep a plant alive, to be honest. It's like Mm. a a sweet spot, like the the shower temperature thing of how much pissing water you're going to give them. But never mind. This is is my own personal problems, guys. I don't need to project them on you. I got in a battle with a horticulturalist because I reached out saying that I would like to buy vegetable plants. And this woman went off the handle. I mean, bananas. She's like, how dare you 
uh, diminish my life's work. I am a horticulturalist and I take this very seriously. And you celebrities, you think that you can just buy plants? And I was like, uh, yes. And she was- <laughs> I mean, you famously she was can. Some... <laughs> yeah. Big, it's a big business. She was livid. I don't understand what you've done to offend her. Well, she thinks, it's sort of like every time I purchase a book, I don't believe that I'm spitting on the master's degree of an academic. I'm just trying to get involved. (laughs) Everyone starts from somewhere. This woman was so angry. She's like, I have dedicated my life. I think she's just feeling extra touchy that loads of people like you and I are doing DIY gardening and we're killing our plants. Oh my God, it's it's for her. So it's like a sort of um, horticultural slave trade that's going on. That's that's awful. Yeah, Yeah. she's offended. Um, listen, uh, Catherine Ryan, it's really nice to have you here on Cabin Fever. Thank you for coming. And uh, Sorry that we ended on murdering plants. That's a bit, <laughs> sorry, a bit weird, that, isn't it? But, yeah, that was an odd. Awesome. Did you do that on Sky News as well? <laughs> no. Oh, shit. I'm glad we went in that direction. Um, and uh, just very quickly before we lose you, uh, you're going to give us the exclusive, yeah? So you're on Friday night, you will be eating. Here we go. Yeah, here it comes. She's going to tell um, us. Yeah. Uh, something with a potato in it. Oh, hello. See, we oh. got something. You see, Dave, what I did there yes. was journalism. I kept asking. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you you spent a decade building a rapport. Yes, that's what I was doing. That's exactly what I've been doing. It's, and to it's get been the word potato. That's been the result of the entire thing. It's been ten years of hard graft to get potato out of Catherine Ryan. Um yeah. brilliant stuff. Catherine, thank you so much for joining us. Lots of love. Have fun on Friday. Thanks, Tom and Dave. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hello, my name is Pete Ellison. This is Dave Cribb. Hello, and we do a podcast called Friends with Friends, as you might have guessed from the music that's playing underneath, uh, which is a sort of lo-fi rendition of the Friends theme tune for rights reasons. We get a different guest on every week on our podcast to talk about their favourite episode of Friends. And we look through it in excruciating detail. We pick through levels of plots like no one has ever done before. So if you like Friends or just listening to people talking, which are both valid activities, do look us up on the old podcast app and that friends with friends and we're on twitter at friends wf if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again juvederm volux xc is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with juvederm volux xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Catherine Ryan on Cabin Fever. Catherine Ryan gone. She's gone, mate. She's just gone. Catherine Ryan gone. Catherine bygone. Lovely. Absolutely lovely. Really good stuff. Um, So, uh, I tell you what, David Hayes done well to get on that list, hasn't he? (laughs) (laughs) That'll be fun on Friday. Look forward to that. Uh, Uh, Catherine Ryan, Nick Grimshaw, Paloma Faith. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, look, hey. I mean, hey, literally, hey, hey, maybe hey, that's hey it. Dave, David, hey. Um, I, it's it'll be interesting to see uh, what old uh, DH brings to the table because it'll be very healthy. Was well, he not? Does he still box? Is he retired now? What you're doing is really exposing my knowledge of boxing. Oh yeah, horribly. <laughs> like, uh, does he still hit other people for a living? Let's find out. Hang on. Well, come on, Tom. This is what we do in this podcast. We look up things. Live Googling. Is David Hayes? I'm sure, I'm sure Steve... Oh, Steve said retired. Yeah, I was going to say Steve literally knows. That is quite things. weird that you've got Catherine Ryan, a, a you know, comedian at the top of her game, Nick Grimshaw, one of the finest broadcasters in the country, Paloma Faith, huge pop star, and a retired boxer. Like, should we get Chris Eubank on as well? Because it's Nigel Benfrey? Like, it's, it's quite weird, isn't it? It'd be interesting to see what the dynamic is. Maybe David Hayes just boxing in the corner, like sparring in the corner, like yeah. training. I don't know. Maybe he's doing a thing. Do you think they're going to get a million people, though? To sit? I mean, it's a big table, isn't it? I'm quite afraid, actually. Should we do it? Yeah, sure. Why not? Why the hell not? Do you think we could... Was um, it Friday? I could probably email them back and say, can you chuck us some freebies, please, and we'll do it. What are the What are the freebies? I don't it's know. Free, free. It's a free think already. <laughs> is, a, is this podcast going to be us trying to blag our way into already free events? Because I, I quite like that idea. We are. <laughs> Let's just try and barge our way. I know no one here is paid, but we got a VIP link. We didn't just go on the website. That was a bit different, isn't it, guys? So, I don't yeah, care, if, well, I don't care if my name's not down because no one name, no one's name is down. I'm still coming in. <laughs> um, no, because it's uh, Gausto. Is it Gausto? Yeah, thanks. For, Gusto, thanks for, Gusto, thanks for sowing that seed of for sowing that seed of doubt in my brain. Sowing um, seed of doubt. I um, don't. They send people loads of food. Isn't that what they do? They send you little oh, food. Yeah, I love Gusto, mate. It's so it is so good. To be fair, you get. I'm at, oh, well, I'm okay. Well, do you want me to send a blagging email and see if I can get some freebies? That's what I'm asking you. Yes, free gusto, please. Absolutely. I mean, let's be honest, they probably won't give it us because they've no. got business sense. But, you know, in this world, Tom, yeah. you don't ask, you don't get a okay. free gusto box. Okay. Well, I'll, saying goes. I'll send an email asking for some food. That's what my lockdown has come to. That is... Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Jeff Hurst, what links these people? Uh, football. That's a very good start. Mark Lester, who played Oliver in the film Oliver, the musical. Okay. And mm-hmm. John Simpson. Off of the Not news. the political journalist, oh. the lexicographer. John Simpson, the lex- the famous lexicographer. <laughs> yeah, what I've done there is, is is read the word John Simpson out thinking it was the other one, and it turns out it's it's very much not him wow no he to be fair he's probably my favorite lexicographer john simpson uh, he was the chief editor of the oed from 1993 to 2013 that is a oh, really substantial period to basically be in charge of the world's language fucking hell mate this is dry. the head of the english dictionary head, yeah in you know, charge of the english dictionary so he he was literally the guy who'd sit in his office and people would come in and pitch words to him basically that's not uh, a word i guess out. so yeah yeah not a word get out yeah exactly. hi john um it- peng fuck off mate <laughs> Box up your goods and get out. Okay, thank you. Bye bye. Is that what? Is that basically what his job is? Yeah, but that's not answering my. That's not my game. I've got a new game. And actually, if you're smart about this, Tom, you'll be able to very quickly work out what links these three people. Uh, so we've got a lexicographer. We've got um, some bl- actor from Oliver, and we've got Jeff. Hurst. Mark Lester. Yeah, Mark Lester. Um, they were all born on the same day. No, nope. they were all born in the same place. 
Correct. The, and that place is Canada. So it's, they're born in Canada because we were talking to Catherine no. Ryan and you've been Googling it. So, so Jeff Hurst? You can, mate, you can still be a knight if you were born in a different country, you absolute racist. I mean, what, what's Jeff Hurst famous for, Tom? Yeah, and how many people play, who play football for, or indeed any sport for our country were born elsewhere? It's it's one of it's one of the great things about this country, Dave. Again, I see see above you, massive racist. <laughs> Have you ever heard Jeffers talk? Uh, well, actually, yeah. So you, uh, Jeffers, isn't he got a lucky like, Yorkshire accent? Or am I confusing him with Jeffrey Boycott? No, no, it's a Canadian accent. You're quite right. So <laughs> what is it? What come on? What connects them? I'm bored of this now. What is it? All born in Cheltenham, mate. Fucking Cheltenham. <laughs> the Wikipedia page was still open from yesterday. Amazing. Oh my god, Cheltenham is just Cheltenham, sort of sitting on our broadcast this week isn't it just like it just won't no matter how much we open the window Cheltenham will not waft out of the uh, out of the it show will not waft although Jeff Hurst I believe only lives in Cheltenham wasn't necessarily born in Cheltenham but that feels like a level of detail we don't need to get into mm-hmm. but the way you said some guy from Oliver makes me think that you don't know the extraordinary story of Mark Lester the small boy who's from Oliver I don't know the story so you've seen the film Oliver right well yeah but years ago I sort of know of it yeah more more please so can I have, can I have, can I have seconds please that famous quote so he was well, probably 11 or 12 or however old he was in that film that's, his, mm. that's, that's definitely his main thing well they usually let's get people about 19 but stunted don't they and it's awful sort of yeah okay let's do it's, it's always good to do the Wikipedia test uh, of, to see if they went in for anything else but no Mark Lester mm-hmm. uh, best known for playing Oliver in Oliver yeah. in the 1980s he trained as an osteopath no so there way you go. That's, a, that's, that's, a, that's, that's what he went to after that really um, but let me read you the maddest bit of Mark Lester's life. Yeah. Paris Jackson, Michael okay. Jackson's daughter. Okay, yeah. 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 Mark Lester claims that he is her father. <laughs> Biological father, because Mark Lester donated sperm to Michael Jackson in 1996 and believes oh. he is the actual biological father of Paris Jackson. Oh, my The kid gosh. from Oliver is Michael Jackson's daughter's dad. Allegedly. According, according to him. Okay, there's a lot to unpick here, Dave. Isn't that wild? So, a child star osteopath in Cheltenham wanked into a cup for Michael Jackson. Yeah, he might not have wanked in Cheltenham, to be fair. We should point that out for legal reasons. Yeah, he, he could have wanked anywhere. So, so a uh, for legal reasons, we have to say that a childhood star who turned into an osteopath wanked everywhere on behalf of Michael Jackson. Yeah, that, that also seems slightly legally judgy, but that's that's fine. Wow. That's that's um, well, I mean I don't want to do an osteopath pun here, but that's a that's a cracking story. <laughs> Tell you what, I've never really thought about it before, but this has all led me to the inevitable Cheltenham. question. Yeah. Has Michael Jackson ever been to Cheltenham? Like I'd never I'd never have thought he had. Like why would MJ go to Cheltenham? But one of his bezies, Mark Lester, they were very close. Apparently this is why he donated sperm. Um, so maybe Michael Jackson has spent time in Cheltenham. Imagine Dom Jolly's fury when he realises he's another nudge down the list of famous people that have been in Cheltenham. Yeah, yeah, poor guy. He's really... We'll have to talk... Well, do you know what, Dave? We'll talk to him about this. Save that question. Over the course of the week, let's save questions for Dom Jolly. That can be a new feature. If you've got a question for Dom Jolly, and please make it nothing to do with Dom Jolly, preferably. Do you know what I mean? So we'll just get him on and quiz him about anything random. And the first question we've got... How's Michael Jackson ever been... To Cheltenham. To Cheltenham. Lovely stuff. If you've got a question you'd like to ask Dom Jolly that's preferably got nothing to do with Dom Jolly, give us a call on this number. Cabin F-E-A-3709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. Had an also, oh, sorry, on, what is this, this? This relies on a fact that I'm not really aware of. Is Dom Jolly coming back on the podcast? 
Yeah, he's going. I I DM'd him straight after uh, yesterday. Yeah, and said, listen, you said you'd come back on. Do you want to? And he was like, absolutely. Oh, that is nice. He, to be fair to him, absolutely fair. He does he does do a thing when he says he's going to do a thing, doesn't he? I thought you were going to say to be fair to him, he is desperate. No, absolutely not. A big fan of Dom Jolly. I, honestly, Dom Jolly is one of those people that uh, when I told my flatmate that Dom Jolly was coming on the podcast, and you know my flatmate's Cornelius, and you know what yeah. day John Jolly came on the podcast. Yeah. He was gutted because he loved Chuck Happy TV. He's like a big Dom Jolly fan. He's brilliant. Well, also, Dom Jolly's great because if you want to get sort of comedy nerdy about it, he wasn't part of the comedy establishment. He wasn't an Oxbridge um, kind of acolyte. He wasn't very Radio 4. He was brash and loud and a bit arrogant and aggressive. And uh, and he was just fucking funny and rude. And a lot of people Trick in comedy TV land... was so fucking... Trick Happy TV was incredibly good. He also, can I plug my podcast? Thanks. He did my first ever My Mate Bought a Toaster and it's amazing. Like, it's bonkers. He was at school with Tim Henman and and Radiohead. Like, it, there's just sorts of all sorts of random shit over the course of the whole thing. He's absolutely brilliant. Check it out. I'm great big Yeah, Thanks, guys. I'll let you know when he's on Friends with Friends, my podcast. Yeah, and well, he'll come and do it, Dave. See you above. Um, can I just very quickly, before we go, tell you about the argument I've had with Beth this morning? Quite cross. There's, there's, there's frostiness in our house at the moment. Okay. Frosty, frosty. Crusty, frosty. Um, yesterday, the kids and I did a bit of spontaneous homeschooling when I taught them what a sundial is. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I see you're going for the useful everyday uh, sort of tasks. And Well, I thought it's quite good to prepare them to be able to tell the time after the apocalypse. Yes, that is good. Oh, my God. Hang on. Park that there. I'm just going to write down the thing I need to talk to you about. Carry on. All right. <laughs> no, but now everyone... reminded me of... That's oh. reminded me of a thing that's oh, yeah. so great. Oh, God, now we have to hear that more. Okay, this story, I'll just do this quickly. So basically, um, I went outside. And actually, if anyone's listening with kids, it's a great thing to do with the kid. All you've got to do is get a piece of paper and something that stands up, whether it's a, a wine bottle. I think I used a sun cream bottle. Um, you stick it on a piece of paper. You put the piece of paper in the same place, obviously, and you put it down, and then the sun casts a shade, and you get a pen, and you write on the paper, 2.44 p.m. Then you go off and do something else, and then come back an hour later, put the paper back in the same place with the bottle in the same place in the middle of the paper, and the, you will see the shadow will have moved around. And and they both, considering they've both been really teenage and, and annoying recently, they both lost their shit. It was amazing. That is great, to be fair. Yeah, but here's the bad bit. I've got So all those composite parts, I was going to use them again today, and at 2.44 we were going to go outside and see if the sun exactly matched up again, hoping it does, otherwise there's a big problem with the universe. And uh, Beth, throwing away the piece of paper, mate. Absolutely throwing it away. Oh, Beth, what are you playing at? That yeah. is livid. That, so, I'd be livid, actually. Absolute frostiness in the house at the moment. I'll let you know how this uh, unfolds. <laughs> over the next few days thanks for listening because oh, it's paper yeah, yeah. See, see. Uh, so come on what's your better story than that please it's not a better story it's a fact I learned and that I have to proceed this fact Tom by because you're going to go I guarantee I know what your actual fact is going to be you're going to say this is the most ludicrous thing you've ever said in your life and it's absolute bullshit but I will counter that by preempting it and saying this has been backed up by some sort of science and I've read some studies on it because oh my god okay yeah, so good. let me ask you a question Tom when your dog takes a shit, does she sort of circle around? And Please don't tell little... me they, they, it's like water going down the plug hole and they circle in a certain way. But that happens, right? She, 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 always, sort of she a... always circles to her right, so she circles uh, clockwise. Okay, so the clock, the direction isn't important. Okay. It's where she ends up is important. Right. Your dog and all dogs are searching for magnetic north. No, they're absolutely not. Because dogs no. are sensitive to small variations in the magnetic field, and if they can, and if the magnetic, uh, if hang on, it's, it's called calm magnetic field conditions, dogs will always prefer to excrete with the body aligned along the north-south axis. Oh my god! 
Isn't that the maddest thing you've ever heard in your life? That is incredible. <laughs> your dog is, is is shitting north, mate. Well, I guess she's sitting well, south. She, she lives in London, so she's usually shitting on the north. That's what we tend to do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Isn't my that- God. Yeah. Just I've got nothing. I've got nothing more to say except this is. is um, well, I mean, all I'm doing now every time Herc goes for a shit is uh, getting, getting a compass, compass out. <laughs> <laughs> but so far, mate, it's absolutely accurate. Oh, that's incredible! Also, next time you go on Duke of Edinburgh expedition, Dave, and there will be a next time, head out yeah. without any equipment with you and just uh, take what well, if, if your dog's anything like my dog, take some chicken skin, and that will get <laughs> Herc up and running. Fuck, we're lost on the moors, Herc. <laughs> that way is north. Wow. Yeah. Wild, eh? I think we should stop Cabin Fever now, because I don't think we're going to get better than this episode. Catherine Ryan, dogs shitting on a compass. It's mad, isn't it? It's absolutely wild. There you go. That's the best fact I've learned all week. Thanks, guys. Bye now. Bye. Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 Cabin FE83709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. No, don't, uh, don't, don't you Great big owl. Oh, sorry. Oh, I, ge- I mean, I genuinely just keep forgetting that we have to play that. Greatbigowl.com, sorry. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs>